This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey there, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, number 172, recorded on Monday, August the 11th, 2014. I am back in the North American-based Talking Dead studios. That's fantastic. Thank you, Jay, for holding down the fort while I was gone. I hold, I held nothing. <laughs> Except, I didn't hold anything down. I didn't hold anything up. I did not make maybe, a hold up. Maybe up make, a little. What? No, I didn't hold anything up. <laughs> well, you were here. I was not. We, uh, but but I'm back now, and I'm I'm glad to be here. I've I've been alone for a week, so I'm starting to get a little uh, a little loopy and lonely, and the and the family doesn't come back until a couple days from now. So you've been at too many video games. Is that the problem? Oh, I have put a lot of miles on my Xbox in the last few days. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yesterday, I turned on Assassin's Creed Black Flag at like ten o'clock in the morning. And I did take a couple of breaks throughout the day to, you know, eat a sandwich and stuff like that. But I didn't turn that game off until probably 10 o'clock that night. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that's a lot earlier than I thought you would. I figured you'd uh, you'd play till at least one or two in the morning. Not on a Sunday. Um, on Saturday, I played later. But I also started playing much later on Saturday because I had some errands to run. Right. But nonetheless, I have put, uh, yeah, I have watched a ton of movies in the last five days and and played a ton of Assassin's Creed. So I am getting all caught up on all that stuff that I've wanted to do. That's good. It's nice to have the family not home for a while. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, there's ups and downs, right? I mean, the upside is I get to go see movies. I saw two movies in the theater. I watched five on the plane and what, I've watched uh, two The phrase you're looking for is you can do whatever the hell you want for any time for a few days and that's yeah. fine and then they all come back and everything's great then too yeah right um but yeah i uh uh do you want to hear the list of movies i watched yeah okay really quickly in the theater i saw guardians of the galaxy yeah and, and i saw lucy at home i watched amazing spider-man 2 and coherence this uh really awesome sort of indie sci-fi thriller loved right. coherence on the plane, I watched Need for Speed, the one with Jesse from Breaking Bad. Right. I watched Grand Budapest Hotel. I watched Inside Lewin Davis and 300 Rise of an Empire. Wow. Um, the best movie of all those was definitely Inside Lewin Davis. I was going to say that was probably the best one. Oh. And second, second best would be Guardians of the Galaxy, is my opinion. Well, I'm talking about just the movies on the plane. I forgot oh. one. I watched Labor Day on the plane, too, the one with Josh Brolin and uh, I think it was Kate Winslet, right? where he's, he escapes from jail and then moves into their house for Labor Day weekend. Um, I really, really actually liked that movie a lot, too. The two best on the plane were Inside Lewin Davis and that one. And the best movie I watched... Um, not on the plane was, well, either Coherence or Guardians of the Galaxy. They were both very good, I thought. Really? I saw a trailer for Coherence and I thought maybe uh, I'd probably pass on it. I loved it. Loved Did it. You? Yeah, it's a really, really small, low-budget, sort of intimate sci-fi thriller and it's it's about what they, it's it freaked me out. I watched it at home in the middle of the night, well, late one night here by myself. As I said, it just freaked me right out. I, uh, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like 
it reminded me of the Twilight Zone a little bit. It's it's frightening because of what they don't show you right. and the information that the movie doesn't give you because you only know as much as the characters know. You don't have any extra information about what's going on, and I thought it was super effective. Right. So You know, uh, one movie that uh, the wife and I watched uh, in the last little while? No. Noah. Okay. It was absolutely horrid. Just a horrid <laughs> piece of junk. Like, uh, who, who, it should not have been made just because of how crappy the script was big name actor though right um oh yeah what's russell crowe yeah russell crowe and uh hermione oh hermione <laughs> hermione's in it which is you know generally a good thing what's her name whatever her name is and uh no it's just a horrid piece of crap uh it got to one point where i was petting the cat while watching the movie and rosie was much more entertaining than the movie itself well that's unfortunate yeah i so. believe that was available on the plane too but i did not take the opportunity Wise choice. Hmm. All right. Anyways, that's what I've been doing, in case anyone wonders. Um, I might go see Boyhood tomorrow, uh, but it's three hours. So, you know, an evening three-hour movie on a Tuesday, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Go at 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, I do have a job, too. So ah, screw the job, man. <laughs> Forget it. I was... Just go see a movie. It's it's August, for crying out loud. Yeah, it's that's right. It's the uh, busy time at work, so... Uh, I was on vacation for two weeks. I do kind of have to show up to the the day job, but maybe tomorrow night. I don't know if I can if I can pull myself away from Assassin's Creed. We'll see. Right. Anyhow, we're not really here to talk about all that stuff. We are here to talk about The Walking Dead, and this week there is some Walking Dead news, and um, you know a fair bit of listener feedback on our last podcast about the season five trailer. So that's really what we're going to talk about mostly here. Right. Some people had some some additional thoughts, some theories. Some people pointed out stuff that we didn't mention, things that we really? just sort of missed. Yeah. I mean, we were pretty thorough, I thought. But, I thought so too, but uh, apparently uh, there there's gaps in any analysis. Oh, absolutely. Uh, ours, ours especially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say ours included, but really especially. Our, especially ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we will do all that, but first, uh, I just want to thank a few new Patreon supporters. Awesome. We do need to do that. Um, and the first one here is, uh, from Glenn, Glenn Hurst in the UK. And Glenn actually sent a call and I'm going to play that right now because he sent us some pictures and I want to, I want to talk about those pictures just really quickly. Okay. So here's what Glenn had to say. Hello, fellas. Um, my name's Glenn Hurst. I'm calling all the way from England. And um, just like to say thank you for a great job you do with your um, podcast. I've been listening since the very start, and it's, uh, it's looked forward to uh, every episode. What I wanted to say was um, I sent you a, in an email um, with uh, what appears to be a dead Daryl Dixon photograph um, from my monthly magazine, film magazine, so um, I'd love it if you could uh, comment on that and have a, some words about it and reassure me that it's not him. I'll, uh, I'll come off there. Uh, Glenn, you're, uh, the rest of your comment we're going to address a little bit later in the show. So the uh, photos he sent are from Total Film Magazine, which I think is a British magazine, mm -hmm. British movie magazine. Um, and in there, there is an article on The Walking Dead. There's a big picture of Rick, and it's the picture of Rick coming out of the train car. It was a th the first promo shot released for season five, I think. And there's a smaller image of a zombie that really does kind of look like Daryl Dixon. His hair is not dark enough, though. 
Daryl's got the emo, dark, very black hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy's got uh, kind of a dirty, mousy blonde kind of hair. Well, it's not, I wouldn't say it's mousy blonde. I mean, it's not, it's not black or very, very dark brown like Daryl's. It is a little lighter. You're right. Um, And anyways, Glenn, to answer your question, I do not believe that is Daryl Dixon. Dixon. I am 99.9% sure that's not him for a couple of reasons. One, there's no way that that kind of spoiler would ever make it to print. Right. I, I just don't believe that they would, they would miss that. They would screw that up. So I think it is just a zombie character that they decided to picture um who knows maybe the editor was like hey that kind of looks like norman reedus let's put that in there to screw with people i don't know but um it's just a zombie and it's not daryl dixon uh unless you think differently jason i do not think differently i think it is definitely not daryl dixon for uh the hair color and the same reason you you gave is that they wouldn't let something like that slip here's a bunch of promo pictures oh crap we threw in one of a zombie Daryl. You know, mistakes happen, right? And I could see some intern at AMC is new and somebody says, hey, send a bunch of promo photos to Total Film Magazine. They're running an article this month. And the intern goes, grabs a bunch of stuff and sends it off, right? Um, you know, that's within the realm of possibility. If, you know, if they even have that photo available of a, of a zombified Daryl Dixon. Right. Um, but then it gets to the magazine and... Do they just run with it? Do they just publish it? I suppose that's possible, but I think you're getting too far too far gone there a little bit because yeah. it just doesn't seem like it would get by. AMC would have to approve the the usage of the photos probably, so there's no yeah. way no one would go, um, let's not put that in there because that's a humongous spoiler. <laughs> there's people whose whole job it is to keep shit like that secret. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So... I don't think it's him, Glenn. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Uh, I'm not saying Daryl is never going to die on the show, but I don't think it's been revealed yet. Yeah, that it, he may be a zombie, and he may become a zombie in this season, but that's not him. That's right. In the photograph. That's right. Uh, and one other quick note. Glenn, uh, as as I mentioned, is a Patreon supporter, and I, I mentioned his name on the podcast before when he initially pledged, but I just said Glenn. And the reason for that is, and he asked me if I'd say his full name. So Glenn Hurst, thank you very much. And he, But the reason for only saying Glenn is I generally read your name, if you're a supporter, as it displays to me, sort of in the Patreon dashboard. And for some reason, some people's full name shows up and some people's first name shows up only. So I'm not exactly sure why that is, but I believe it has something to do with the way you enter the data when you're supporting. Um, and Glenn, in your case, just the first name came up. So I kind of take that as an indicator of what people want me to use on the air. So, uh, um, if you're listening and you want to support us on Patreon, just keep that in mind when you're entering your, your details. Other new supporters at the gold level, we have Richard Bruins and Angie Gatfield. And at the platinum level, we've got Dana Thorpe Patterson. And she sent a message as well. Cool. She said, love your show, guys. Alaska is a great place to survive the apocalypse. So she's from Alaska, and she thinks that's a great place to survive the zombie apocalypse. Well, lower population, colder uh, temperatures, lots of, lots of uh, wilderness to uh, disappear in mm-hmm. to get away from said population. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I would agree. 
I, I might, uh, I might, you know, if I survive the first 10 minutes, which is probably not likely, <laughs> uh, I would probably want to make my way north. I don't know if I'd go to Alaska. It's a little too far west from here, but I definitely go up to uh, try and get as far as close to James Bay as I could. As tough winters to survive, though, man. If you don't yeah, have supplies tough for you, food. tougher for zombies who don't seek shelter. Well, that, I, that's true, but I mean, there's not a lot of food available in the winter. Oh, sure there is. There is? Yeah, you could find stuff up there. There's deer, there's moose, there's okay. bear. There's all kinds of stuff. You know, given the right tools to sure. know, acquire said food, because sure. even taking down a moose without, you know, any tools would be very, very difficult. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to take down a moose with your bare hands? Well, you'd have to do you'd, something, because I don't think... It would. <laughs> you'd never do it. It's nope. like trying to strangle a cow. You just, you really can't do it. <laughs> I mean, cows are good and everything, like delicious, I mean. But, uh, you know, if I, I don't think I could take down a cow without some kind of tool. Uh, yeah, probably not. You could hug it really tight, and I don't think you'd... you'd well, you'd even... have to get on its back and wrap your arms around its neck and then uh, try and strangle that cow for the next year and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> it's a question for the internet. Can you strangle a cow? With your and bare hands. With your bare hands. No I, tools whatsoever. Just can you? Can is there a way to kill a cow with your bare hands? Well, I mean, in we could theory. do what the uh, you know the, the Native Americans used to do is <laughs> they would uh, they run the cattle off a cliff. Right. right you set right. up the fence and then you run the cattle until they uh, they jump off the cliff and fall to their deaths and then you're good to go. That sounds so terrible. But I, you I, know, without, uh, I guess if you need to eat, way to kill a bunch of. You know, are there chickens up near James Bay? You know, Hudson Bay. I doubt it, but chickens would be awesome. Yeah, they're they're on my nice. way up. I'm gonna stop and pick up some chickens. Okay, good. Uh, that's good. Stop and pick me up while you're on my way. I no, classify. You're farther, you're farther south than me, so you're screwed. <laughs> I classify as a chicken, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I can't I can't strangle you with my. I probably could. You, I could strangle with my bare hands. Yes, probably. Let's chicken also. <laughs> chicken Cow, with no. two fingers, maybe. Uh, okay. Thank you to everyone who supported us on Patreon. If you want to join that esteemed club, visit patreon.com slash the talking dead. The Walking Dead News. We have a few items in the Walking Dead News this week. And the first one is that the Walking Dead, Jason, are you listening? I, I'm barely. It has picked up uh well, a couple of actors have picked up. Award nominations. Oh, good. I like this when uh, awards nominations come out. Now, this is not probably the most prestigious uh, award-giving enterprise, but it's certainly not the the worst either. So, have you ever heard of the Yui Awards? Is that are they associated in any way with Yui Bowl? No, it's E W W Y. That's too bad, because I would watch something associated with Yui Bull. It's except for his movies. Sure. Sorry. I've seen a, I've seen a few of his movies. They're not yeah. good. Um it's the Entertainment Weekly uh nominations or Entertainment Weekly Awards. So every year, Entertainment Weekly gives a bunch of awards to people or to actors, I should say, that were not nominated for Emmys, but they feel they should have been. So their slogan is kind of turning is uh, I think it's turning the Emmys upside down, and that's why you get E W W Y instead of E M M Y, and it's right. Entertainment Weekly E W. See, it all comes together. Very clever. So, yeah, very clever. And they are reader voted, so they put it on the website. Readers vote on them. 
the polls are open now, I believe. Right now is Monday, August 11th, and they close at noon Eastern time on August 15th. So that's this Friday. Mm -hmm. And the winners are announced on EW Radio uh, on August 18th. So uh, next Monday, a week from today, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, and the two nominations that we care most about are in the Best Supporting Actress and Best Supporting Actor category. Mm. And the actress is, drumroll, Melissa McBride. Yay! <laughs> for, mostly I think for her episode, uh, The Grove. Oh, Good. Right, that's where she See, really. Shone. I tell you, this this show, you you kill little girls. Not only do you uh, you get some good lines, but you get award nominations. Kill a, kill a girl, win an award. <laughs> right, I think. Yeah, maybe, or at least be nominated for an award. Yeah. Uh, best supporting actor goes to Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Well, again, it doesn't go to him yet. We will find out, but he is up for it. He is nominated. It's it's an honor just to be nominated. Absolutely, absolutely. For him. Uh, for just for him, <laughs> for him, for him, it's an honor just to be nominated. All right, well, we'll see. Uh, by next Monday, we f should know the results. So hopefully, Melissa and Norman take it home because they are well deserved. Even though these awards are kind of wacky because they're sort of saying you deserved an Emmy, but we'll give you this instead. Maybe we should have our own awards. Should we? I mean, everybody else has awards, right? Yes. So maybe we should give out the. You know, it might be a little biased if The Walking Dead wins all the awards. Well, right. what would we call them? It has to be something E, like Emmy, you know, or whatever. No, we just make up a name. We call them the, the Ben Franklins. The Ben Franklins? Or like the Oscars, like or the Bens. <laughs> no, that's already taken by something horrible. Um, that's the Bens. Right. How about the uh, the Bobbies? We'll give them the Bobbies. <laughs> I don't mind that, although it sounds like you're talking about British police officers. Well, that'd be all right, too. In, in fact, if there are awards for British police officers and they're not called the Bobbies... Somebody's missed the boat on that one. Yeah, or we could do, or we could go and call them the DEAs. The DEAs. Yeah, I, I don't know what it stands for yet, other than Drug Enforcement Agency. But uh, you know, maybe we'll call them the DEAs. Okay. Well, we'll or think about that. <laughs> we'll think about that, and uh, if we ever do decide to come up with an awards show, we'll have a name. Yeah. Very good. All right. Season four DVD and Blu-ray is coming out soon. And by soon, I mean August 26th, so in a couple of weeks. And they finally put out all of the information. They've put out the full list of features on these uh, DVD sets. Oh, good. And I'm going to run through some of them right now. There's, there's all the sort of regular standard stuff. We get some featurettes like The Making of the Walking Dead, something called Drawing Inspiration from Herschel. Uh, so he gets his own little feature, I guess. Some, one on The Governor as well. Um, a featurette on K&B effects, which is always pretty interesting to see how they do the effects, practical and otherwise. Um, there's also commentaries on not every episode, but a lot of them. Most of them are with people like Scott Gimple, other executive producers, including Greg Nicotero. Scott Wilson does one. Um, Norman Reedus is doing commentary on one of the episodes. So is Chad Coleman and M Melissa McBride. In fact, they're both do they both are on the Grove, of course. And that would probably be really, really interesting to listen to. Yeah, I would that say. Would be good. Um, and then uh, um, that's about it. But there's something special. There's also deleted scenes now on the Blu-ray release, though. There is all that stuff plus episode nine 
is which was called After, and episode 14, The Grove, are extended. Extended. So what I'm guessing here is that they just took some of the deleted scenes and have recut them into those episodes. Right. But I don't really know. The information isn't out there as to exactly what extended means. So it could be deleted scenes or it could be something something else. Uh, basically other scenes that are were deleted, I guess, but not included in the deleted scenes section of the disc. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. So we will see. I am curious to see those. Those are exclusive to Blu-ray, though. So uh, I'm going to have to come up with a way to watch those since I don't have a Blu-ray player. That's true. Or I a, have a Blu-ray player, I think. Well, dig it out and purchase the DVD set or the Blu-ray set and then watch it and you can tell me what it's all about. I'll have lived in my house for three years this mm-hmm. uh, September 30th. It was mm-hmm. when uh, it'll be the third anniversary of this house. I have yet to hook up the, the Blu-ray player that I bought when we lived in the apartment. Yeah, well, I never actually purchased a Blu-ray player because I kind of skipped it. I went straight to digital. Yeah. Everything I own is digital, so... Um, yeah, I don't have that, but if this, this is your opportunity, Jason, to break out, dust off the Blu-ray player, plug it in, and then go and spend a hundred bucks or whatever it is for the, uh, Blu-ray set so you can watch it. Right. Or maybe just rent it. I have some Blu-rays. I have Close Encounters, uh, and Pirates of the Caribbean, and, uh, maybe something else. <laughs> no wonder you have no need for the Blu-ray player. <laughs> Close Encounters is a great movie. Uh, but, oh, know. it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, I also have, oh, I can't, I, I know where the Blu-ray player is. I don't know where the Blu-rays are. All right. Well, if you know where the player <laughs> there is. There might be one in the tray. Yeah. This you can is, watch whatever's in the tray currently. <laughs> Just yeah, plug it in. It's a surprise. See what it Yay. is. Uh, well, anyways, if you know where the player is, that's good. I can tell you where to find the Walking Dead Blu-ray set. And then you can put the two together and find out what extended means. Now, there's also the super special edition of the Blu-ray, which has the packaging with that uh, moss-covered zombie that was stuck to the tree. Right. It looks pretty cool. Every year they put out a you know an ultra special edition with special packaging. I think last year was no season two was the zombie with the screwdriver in his eye. Right. You know, three and th- season three was something else. I forget what it was now. And uh, season four has moss zombies. So um, pretty cool looking packaging. But again, it's too frightening to put in my house. I'd want to like put it out somewhere, but my kids would be afraid of it. They're kind of right. wimpy that way. You know, maybe I should yeah. let them watch The Walking Dead more often. You got to toughen them up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, if you are a listener and you get the Blu-ray special edition, let us know if those extended episodes are just full of the deleted scenes or if it's something different. One of the deleted scenes, I should mention, has been released already, and I posted it on our Facebook page a few days ago. And it is the scene, the final scene of season four, but Rick Grimes delivers the f-bomb instead of the screwing right yes that was much better it was, it was so much better it was so much better i i am surprised how much better i thought it sounded it just even the line just rolls off the tongue better you know swearing is great i love swearing <laughs> you must be right you must be onto something because it just sounded a million times better i asked uh you know i asked with the post what does everyone think? And right now there are uh, th- ooh, a lot of comments. 
I don't know how many exactly. At least, well, at least uh, 35. Oh, no, that's the wrong post. Anyways, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of comments and um, 126 comments on that. And I think almost to a person, everybody said, this is better. Yeah. It's too bad they couldn't air this, like, actually on TV, so. Well, I think they could have, and they should have, and I don't know why they didn't. Well, there might there might have been special stipulations or considerations or something to, to, to do it, but you're right. Does Andrew Lincoln have kids? Yes. Does Do they watch The Walking Dead? I hope not, unless they're teenagers or... Are they, are least, they allowed to swear? I don't know. Why not? Well, because maybe, you know, maybe he made a deal with his kids. You don't swear, I won't swear. And then if he swears on the television show, then all of a sudden his kids got free license to swear, you know? Hmm. Maybe that was his consideration. It's just, you know, I would prefer you not to use the F-bomb one. Yeah. Because I made a deal with my kids, and I don't want them to grow up swearing like sailors. Yeah. Even though they should, because it's fun. It is. It is very fun. Well... That's probably not it, but what are you going to do? They they decided for some reason, and that's it. Uh, here, just a, as an example, Paula on our Facebook said, "Uncensored, sounding off, uh, sounded off with screwing was an intense scene and needed intense language." Yeah, absolutely. Um, Angela said, "Uncensored all the way." I mean, it's a it is based on a graphic comment comic. They better put that on the DVD when it goes on sale, which of course it is. Um, let me just randomly pull one more here. Uh, Kevin said, why go censored language when the first scene we did see from Walking Dead is a little eight-year-old girl getting shot in the head by cops? I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, language bad, nudity bad, but violence and murder just fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dismemberment and gore, all good. But, uh, you know, nudity, swearing, forget it. Forget it. It's corrupting the youth of, of the world. That's right. All righty. Um, two more items, both video game related. The first one is that Telltale has officially confirmed that there will be season three of The Walking Dead game that they work on. Good. No information yet because we're not even finished season two yet. Um, and if I had to guess, I would say season three will be coming out in the... Uh, will start coming out in the fall of 2015, so over a year from now, when season um, six is getting going, right? Right. Uh, but who knows? No information on that at all, other than the confirmation. So if you're a big fan of that game, you have a lot more to look forward to. Um, and then another new Walking Dead video game was announced recently, and this one is called The Walking Dead colon No Man's Land. Right, and it uh, it is something called a mobile game. So I imagine it's going to be an app or something like that. Yeah, it's for you know tablets and uh, phones and such. Yeah, um, you know, unlike the uh, well, the other ones that are console or PC, or there was that Facebook game, right? Uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a Walking Dead Angry Birds spinoff yet. Oh, that's a great idea. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Zombie pigs, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. And look, your birds can be all the characters. Like Rick Grimes is is uh, when you shoot him, he can he can shoot his gun. You know how some of the birds have different powers, and yep, we have. You were big into the, into Angry Birds, right? I was. I I still play it now and then, but I'm not uh, not as into it as I was. You um, should be. You should be playing it more, my friend. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't need to do that anymore. 
Um, anyways, Walking Dead No Man's Land. So there's not really any information about this either, except there is a website and a trailer, which is really just a teaser. And you watched it just a half hour ago or so. Jason, what did you think of this little teaser for the game? It seemed pretty standard fare, really. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with the actual gameplay or what the video game will look like. No, it didn't have any gameplay, that's for sure. It was, if I can briefly describe it, there was camera on some characters, still frame, no uh, no animation, but the camera pulls back and it reveals more characters, and they're in some sort of building, and then the camera pulls back out a window and goes up high, and we get a wide shot of all sorts of zombies around the building. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Over the top of that, though, is playing Beth Green singing uh, the Parting Glass, that song she sung on the show. Yeah. And by Beth Green, I mean Emily Kinney, of course. Uh, which makes me think that this game will be taking place in the TV show universe, not the comic universe or some other Walking Dead universe. Oh, that means nothing. It's just a marketing tie-in. Well, it could be, but don't I don't th- think it's. I don't think it's a continuity tie-in. I think it's just a marketing tie-in to get get that song on there. I don't think it'll have anything to do with uh, with comic or the tv show but we've well, all i mean by that is i don't mean that the, sh- the song is important or the the characters are going to be in it or anything but i do think that we've established that the comic and the tv show are are in different walking dead timelines or universes so to speak they don't really overlap at all they're influenced or the, or the show's influenced by the comic but that's about it this one you know fits in has got to fit into one of those i think just like the novels fit into the uh comic timeline not the tv show right so i'm thinking that just the inclusion of that song means maybe this video game is going tv show not comic that's all i'm saying okay but we will find out um i probably will give this one a chance i never played the facebook game because I was never a big fan of any Facebook games, um, but this one, we'll see. We'll see. If it's available for my platform, I, I think I might give it a chance when it comes out. And uh, I don't think there's any release information other than 2015, sometime next year. Right. So we could be way far from release, but uh, if you are anxious for another Walking Dead video game, your wish will be granted. <laughs> awesome. You know what else I noticed about the trailer? What's that? There's one guy sort of in the middle of the group. Really looked like John Hamm, I thought. You think John Hamm's in this? Uh, why not? I, that would be cool. That would be cool. I think the the character that we saw, the animated character who was not actually moving or animated, looked to me like John Hamm. I think it really did. Is uh, Mad Men all done? Uh, no. Mad Men has seven more episodes next year. Oh, right. Yeah. I was wondering why I hadn't watched the first part of this season. And now I remember. It's because I don't have any impetus to make me watch it because I have to wait so long for the rest of it. So you're going to wait and watch all 14 back to back to back? Not necessarily. It's just it doesn't seem to be a burning need to watch the uh, the episodes that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I can understand that. It's good though, man. I I don't... No, I know. I I, know. You've told me that... uh, and you know that that's one of the reasons that I want to watch it, but uh-huh. uh, I just don't feel any burning desire to, you know, get it under my belt. I had an argument, well, or a discussion today with somebody at work about Mad Men, and uh, she was saying that Mad Men is okay, but at times she says it is so boring, and I just wanted to slap her and say, "What are you crazy? It's one of the best shows on TV." 
It depends on your uh, what you're doing, right? If you're watching the show, and like I know you, when you watch a TV show or watch a movie, you sit and watch the TV show and watch a movie. That is correct. Right? Like you sit and you pay attention and you give it your attention, which is, you know, for good or for, for bad, that's what you do. Because there are some shows that just simply do not deserve your full attention. But then they don't deserve being watched, yeah, in my I opinion. I, yeah, that, that's fine. But some people, and I know a lot of these people, and sometimes I am these people, will watch a TV show and do something else. Fiddle around on your phone or I'll read a magazine or... Uh, something else. Like, you know, there's probably a million things that I would do while watching, uh, watching a television show. So if you're watching Mad Men and you've got a device in your lap and you turn on your device just to check something, you get engrossed in it. Mad, and, and if you leave, uh, if you stop giving Mad Men your attention, it can seem a little boring. But that, you need to give it your attention in order to get the full weight of that show. That is not the fault of the show, though. Absolutely that is the fault not. of the and viewer. And I agree with you. Yes. It's not the fault of the show. Some shows you uh, keep drawing you back in because, you know, it, it does, like, there's a car chase all of a sudden. Or there's a shootout. And these shows are a lot, a lot of times are crappy, like uh, Hawaii <laughs> Five-0. Right. right? It's generally a crappy show, but... They expect you not to be paying full attention because they'll try repeatedly to grab your attention. Whereas Mad Men, uh, they just go, this is our show. It's a good show. Pay attention to our show. Mm -hmm. And they're not constantly trying to re-grab your attention. Fine. I, I, can, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that it, I don't think that's a fair argument to use when saying a show is boring if she just said i don't like Mad Men, it's not my thing i can i'm fine with that everyone has an opinion but i don't think the show is boring but if you find it boring because you're doing something else while you're watching it you're not really watching it you're not paying attention to pick up on all of the things in the show which would make it not boring right so uh how did we start on Mad Men? <laughs> John Ham. John Ham. John Ham. John Ham's in the video game. Was in the video game. He's branching out now that he's got some time between uh, during the hiatus. Right. Okay. So maybe that's what he's doing. I don't know. Uh, I think Mad Men's amazing, and that's a whole thing. Okay. That's been the Walking Dead news for this week. Let's move right along into this. Listener feedback. Alrighty, as I said earlier, most of the feedback we got this week has to do with the trailer and our discussion of it. And that being the case, a lot of these emails are a little bit spoilery. People see the trailer and the first thing they love to do is think about how this trailer is going to play out in terms of the plot and the storyline for season five. So there's a lot of speculation. And the other thing they like to do is compare the trailer to... Um, the comic and, right. you know, pull out scenes from the comic that they think they see in the trailer or they think are influenced or whatever. So um, I'm just going to do a blanket spoiler warning for for these emails. They're a little bit potentially spoilery, um, but not a great deal, mostly because we're talking about the trailer and we don't really know what's going on in season five in any way yet. Right. Now, the first one is a call from Sam uh, uh, from Francisco. Francisco, Francisco. <laughs> yeah, think of San Francisco. Sorry. But without the San. <laughs> Sorry. This is Francisco without the San. Hey, guys. Francisco from San Diego, California. And I was just listening to your episode 169. You're talking about how the idea that Scott Gimple probably might not address the cannibalism and that if it's happened prior, 
I'm thinking it could go that way because right before the last attack on the prison, Bob had a little box. And I was curious, what's in that little box? But it was never addressed. And it hasn't been as of right now. So it's very possible that Scott Gimple might not address the cannibalism. Thanks again. You guys are awesome. I wonder if Francisco in San Diego has a friend Diego in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know. Let's We'll ask him, maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Francisco is saying, he's reminding us all that way back uh, before they left the prison, Bob, after the, the sickness broke out, Bob was sitting there by himself with that little box. And we all thought, oh, Bob is the guy who's dissecting rabbits or he's doing something weird. Maybe he's a spy. Maybe he's sabotaging them or whatever. And he seemed to be clutching that box, but it was never really explained what the deal is with that box. Um, And, you know, if that's the kind of thing that Scott Gimple is going to do, throw stuff in there that doesn't really ever come back, then maybe the whole cannibal expectation for Terminus isn't really going to be addressed outright as it is. Maybe we'll get hints, whatever, but maybe he's not going to come out and sort of say, these people are cannibals, so uh, there you go. What do you think about that? I think, well, how big was the box? I forget how big the box was. It, it was a shoebox. It was a shoebox, so it doesn't contain a head. No, I don't think so. All right. So I'm not really sure. I think that uh, there's a possibility of the the cannibalism not coming out immediately. Like they may spread things out all over the place, right? Like there's no necessarily uh, there's not necessarily a uh, a requirement to have storylines be laid out linearly, right? Like mm-hmm. we going jumping back and forth, we could have a flash forward, a flash sideways, a flash upside down, a uh, flash in the pan. We could have all kinds of flashes, right? So you could start off by them wandering around in the woods, and then they remember back when they got out of the uh, the train car and then uh, there's all of a sudden a flash forward from within that flashback about, you know, their heads being over the trough. And there's all kinds of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, the cannibalism might not come out right away, but I, I really do believe that they are cannibals. I do too. Um, and But I think the comparison of, we had this scene with the box, which seemed important at the time. Yeah. But then they never really came back to it, never explained it. Um. You know, I think maybe just it was just us viewers kind of putting an overemphasis on what wasn't necessarily supposed to be that confusing a scene. Don't forget, Bob was, or maybe still is, an alcoholic, right? And he was potentially hoarding some some booze, or maybe he was trying to sort of work out his problems by you know, putting the putting the booze in that box and saying, if I put it in here, I, I can leave it in this box and never touch it again. Put my problems in here and I'll, and they'll be away somewhere, right? So what do you think? He lined it with a garbage bag and poured the alcohol in there? Well, just curves are in this box of booze? Well, why not just put the corked bottle in the shoebox and, and just leave well, why it Why like put it that? in a box at all? Put it in a bag. Well, it doesn't matter. The, the vessel that it's in does not matter. I'm just saying that... You know, he's trying to put his problems in a box and saying everything, all my problems are in here. If I just leave this closed, I'll be fine, and then I can move on. It's one of those coping mechanisms, right, that right. that I've heard people use before. So maybe the box isn't real. So maybe the box isn't real. or yeah, maybe it's just a metaphorical box. Or maybe we were supposed to, to sort of understand that from that scene, you know, when it was in front of our, in front of our eyeballs on the TV. And yeah. it's, there's no need to come back to it, right? Yeah. 
you know, it, we don't always need to have everything sort of spelled out for us like this. Like sometimes, you know, the smartest movies and shows sort of let you add your own interpretation to things or let you figure things out. So I'm not saying the box won't come back into it or that that scene was super clear in that way. But if that's the explanation, I could probably go with that and be fine with it. And that's it. Regarding the cannibals, um, the entire cannibal speculation is based on fan anticipation. Fans who know the comic books and even those who don't are like, oh, they got to be eating people. Why would they show you know them cooking meat so much? Yeah. Um, I don't think there is any responsibility on the show to actually deal with that because it may not have been their intention, right? That's true. Right? If, if, if it's just us going, hey, they must be eating people. This is going to be great when we find out. If we don't find that out or we find out something different or it just never comes up, I don't think we can fault the show for that. Um, unless there are other circumstances, but I just, the way it stands right now, um, it'll be weird, I think, if they don't address it, but that's only because I feel like there's been so much speculation on it that uh, it would be weird if they didn't, but maybe not. Maybe that wasn't their intention ever going in. Yeah, maybe. And I'm just playing devil's advocate because I think they're cannibals too, and I think that's going to come out in the first episode. <laughs> right. That's all I'm saying. Um, all righty, Katie from the UK writes regarding the scene where Abraham falls to his knees looking distraught there's two reasons why I think he might be like this the first is probably the most obvious which is that someone close to him has died the second is probably uh, the second reason is the one I hope that's real that Eugene has made up his story that he actually doesn't know how to cure this thing. So Eugene has lied, and Abraham has uh, Abraham feels like there's nothing to keep him going. And I think yes. I might just leave that right there. Yeah, let's just leave that hanging. Leave that right there for everyone's interpretation. I think it's a great theory. I think it's a great idea. Um, the bottom line is, I think Abraham... It sure looked like it in the brief clip we got in the trailer is that he seemed distraught. He seemed like he didn't really feel like proceeding on his mission anymore. And the reasons for that will come out in the episode, I hope. Right. All right. Moving right along. Uh, Cloak and Dagger from the Inter... Oh, no. I missed Ryan from New Jersey. Ryan from New Jersey says, One quick note after listening to the Season 5 podcast. Towards the end of the trailer, in the scene where Rick is shooting down figures, I guess that was my word because he put it in quotes, if you take a close look, those figures are holding guns. I think it's safe to assume that he's gunning down either Terminus folks or some other threat to the group. Hmm. You remember the scene, Jason? He shoots them, then he turns around, it goes into slow motion, and I said yep. it was my favorite scene from the trailer. I do, I do remember that, yes. Uh, I think I was so focused on, on Rick looking like a super badass that I didn't really pay attention to those people because they are indeed people holding guns. They're not zombies. Right. So Terminus fight or somewhere else, who knows? Hard to, it wasn't, I, you know, I think it was on a bridge, so difficult to say if it was at Terminus, but either way, looks like Rick is fighting some sort of battle, fighting his way out of a battle on a bridge, which sounds like it could be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. He's still kicking ass, too. He kicks a lot of ass, that guy. Yeah. Rick Ass Kicker Grimes. 
That's right. That's because he's got a little ass kicker with him. That's right. That's right. I mean, if, if ass kicker has a baby, naturally it's little ass kicker. Right. And the rest of the family would be grandpa ass kicker and uh, cousin ass kickers. So it's good. It's a good family name, ass kicker. It is. Thank you, Ryan, for pointing that out, though. It is something I missed from the trailer, and we'll see how that plays out. Now it's time for Cloak and Dagger from the internet. Very mysterious fellow, this Cloak and Dagger. Seems like it. (laughs) Um, And I'll just throw out here that this has minor Telltale game spoilers. So uh, not really comic, not really TV show, but Telltale game. From season one, though, and that's a couple of years old now. So if if you haven't played that and you're worried about spoilers, well, sorry. Get on it. Yep. Cloak and Dagger says, Beth may be in the city that's in season one, episode four of the Telltale game. Lee is searching for the man who took Clementine and runs into Molly, I believe is her name. And she describes where she comes from and how she used to have a sister and was living in a community of people who cast out anyone old or with an imperfection. When I heard the police lady speak of the greater good, this was the first thing that popped into my head. Hmm. So you recall that scene or that uh, episode of season one? They're in Savannah, Georgia, I believe. And then there's a sort of sub-community in Savannah where they're only keeping, um, uh, well, as as uh, Cloak and Dagger said, sort of like people that don't have any sort of imperfection or, 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 is, uh, or any weakness, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and that, in some ways, does kind of relate to what uh, the policewoman where Beth is was saying in that hospital. You know, yep. you're part of a system here so on. I mean, it's it's a loose correlation, I would say, but you never know. It would be interesting if they decided to incorporate something from the game into the show, though. That'd be fun. I do believe, and Cloakenegger may have pointed this out in his email, I didn't write it down, though, but I do believe that Kirkman has even mentioned that he would like to incorporate them somehow. You know, maybe take a storyline from the comic and bring it into the TV show. Um or maybe not a storyline, maybe a character, maybe a location, who knows what. But uh, it, it is within the realm of possibility, as I like to say. Yeah, the possibility exists. That's right. That's However, right. the probability does not. <laughs> or is it's low. How- Howard Cosell. Okay, well, smart man. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Cloak and Dagger, for pointing that out. We'll find out more when the season premieres. Uh, next is Angie in the UK. Comic spoilers here. Angie says, these guys aren't going to Washington. Remember the comic? The reason they're not going to Washington, I am almost certain, is the same reason Abraham is collapsing to his knees like the world has ended. So uh, that relates back to what Katie in the UK was saying. Hopefully Katie and Angie in the UK are not the same person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I suppose you never know. (laughs) You never know. Yep. Uh, Angie goes on to say, I'm almost certain, too, that Tyrese will fill Dale's role with the Hunter's story arc. He's close to Carol now, so his death would have impact on her like Dale's did on Andrea. Besides, I doubt Daryl is going anywhere soon, and Abraham took over from Tyrese as Rick's second-in-command. One of the three has to go. They can't have three second-in-commands, so I'm calling it. (laughs) Tyrese dead either in or before episode eight. Really? Mm-hmm. Angie's calling it. Tyrese's going to die in the first right. eight episodes. Write that on a note and pin it to your wall. Maybe later. 
Okay. <laughs> but we can come back to that. I would like you right now, Jason, to make a prediction on Tyrese's death, just like you did on Herschel's death a while back for season three, I think. Are you telling me or that four. Tyrese, yeah, I should predict that Tyrese is going to die in the cold open? No, 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 no. I, I just say, let's let's call, let's say Tyrese is going to die sometime in season five. I want you to call first episode, eighth episode, or 16th episode. Can I go with my gut and say that he's not going to die? All right. I suppose. Bit of a cop out, but he's sure. Gonna, well, no, he's going to survive. I yeah. think he will. Uh, he'll he'll live through the entire season. Really, I think. Yeah. Well, let's hopefully they hope they finally do something with Tyrese. In that case, yeah, I think he's uh, he's going to become a, a a big, important, awesome character. Okay, good. So uh, Tyrese not going to die. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> my prediction. Plain and simple. Okay. That's just you know, and mainly it's because I uh, I shared the stage with the man with the man at. Uh, Oh, yeah. The Walker Stalker Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Although uh, we didn't really need to be there. <laughs> no, we didn't need to be there. And, you know, the only thing I said on that stage, he shut me down pretty hard. But that's okay. Yep. That, that's okay. That's... Seemed like a nice guy. I don't want him to die. I predict that he will survive the season. All right. And uh, you're just doing that because you're afraid of him now. I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> I'm He's afraid of short. nobody. He was short. He was. Um, so, actors are short. They're just little guys. They look big, but they're not. Holy shit. Breaking news. Robin Williams found dead in possible suicide. I was just going to uh, tell you about that at the end of the episode. I just read that somewhere that uh, Robin Williams dead at 63. Wow. Uh, of apparent suicide. Yeah. I, asphyxia. Uh, found dead uh, dead of asphyxiation in his home. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's terrible. I, I was I had the Facebook page open because I was looking at our comments from earlier, and I just, while you were clicking, clicked. While you were talking, I clicked over to the homepage, and there it is, right there. Good God. I was browsing Reddit. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> at least you're doing something. The Walking Dead. I was walking, doing, watching some of the Walking Dead stuff, and uh, all of a sudden I saw a gif of Robin Williams, and it said, rest in peace. I'm like, what? We got to look that up. Wow. Jeez. That's that's unfortunate. Well, yeah. Um, it's um, too bad. Uh, all righty. Let's get back to our, our emails here. Martha from the internet writes in about the Stooky Monster. <clears throat> she says, I'm afraid that the trailer showed his death. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> At around the 19 second mark, Gareth is saying nothing was personal. And Gareth appears to have his hand in Bob's chest and Bob's head clearly isn't moving. Then around the 23 second mark, Bob is shown pleading for the release to go to D.C., um, I believe this scene happens before the 19-second scene, so they're out of order in the trailer. Then, at the 34-second mark, Gareth is smiling at Rick once again with his hand in Bob's chest and Bob not appearing to be conscious. At the 36-second mark, you can clearly see that Bob's eyes are closed. I think Gareth has stabbed Bob in the chest. Now, I went back and looked at all these scenes. I, I must admit I'm not sure what Martha means by um, has his hand in his chest, I think she means neck because Gareth has his hand around sort of Bob's shoulder and the ba his hand is on the back of his neck um, and Bob's got a scarf sort of thing on. Right. And Gareth is kind of holding on to that. So I think that's what she means. He's, he's, he, uh, Gareth has his hand on his neck, not his chest. Um, but everything else about her report checks out. You know, he's got his eyes closed. He's not moving, things like that. Maybe he was just stabbed in the chest and Gareth is holding him up by the back of his neck, maybe. <laughs> 
Could be. <laughs> Could be. Now, there's only one problem with this whole theory. Um, Martha goes on to say that uh, she didn't see Bob in like in the church later in the trailer or anything like that. But I went and watched closely, and there are a couple of shots of Bob later now. Again, could be clever editing. Doesn't necessarily mean anything. But there are two shots of Bob walking with the group in the forest. Right. And you got to think that that comes after they've left Terminus. Well, it's not before. Unless it's some sort of flashback, but the whole group is together in one of That's them. That's cheating. Yeah, there's a, there's a shot where the whole group is getting to the train tracks, and Carol and Tyrese are there too. So there has been no scene or not even any kind of uh, uh, hint at a scene of the whole group walking on the train tracks, right? Right. Nothing that we know of. So that pretty much has to be post-Terminus, which I think means that Bob doesn't die in Terminus. Now, who knows? There's also a shot of Bob killing some zombies later in the trailer, but that could be, you know, during a fight at Terminus. Who knows? The only one that really indicates to me that Bob's still alive is the fact that they're they're walking in the forest uh, with the group, specifically with Tyrese and uh, Carol. So, yeah, I mean, if they really want to be tricky, what you do is you get the actors to just uh, uh, get into costume and makeup after they've died, mm-hmm. and then uh, when you know there are group scenes, you get that actor to walk along in one take so that you can use that take in a trailer. To really mess with people. That's what I would do if I was uh, some kind of producer. I would really screw with people's head. You think Robert Kirkman's bad? <laughs> I would be horrible. Do you think they... Well, I mean, that is a great idea. I mean, if they want to mess with people or not give away spoilers by confusing people. Like, that's... I think it's a great idea. Do you yeah. think they take the time and the budget to do that? The time and the money? If they they know that there's a lot of eyeballs on uh, on this show, right? There's people watching the production uh, and the the filming and everything, and they know that spoilers are a big deal. If a show, if I was you know part of a show that that was this big and had uh, this much scrutiny on a daily basis, and I knew that any kind of uh, uh, information leaking out would be spoilerific, and, and people in the news media and, and us, you and me, Chris, mm-hmm. would get uh, would talk about this stuff and spoil the shit out of it. I would uh, I would really mess with their heads. I would have a whole budget designed specifically <laughs> to mess with the audience heads and to prevent spoilers. Yeah, you know, I I can see Robert Kirkman wanting to do that kind of thing more than anybody else. You know, yeah. and in some ways, like this trailer for season five was probably the most difficult to put together because of the way the season four ended and how anything they show in theory is a spoiler because it reveals the fact that they're out of the train car. Right. Right. And, you know, as we talked about when we reviewed this trailer, I we both said I think we felt like we got the best idea this year of what the basic plot line is will be for the first couple episodes of season five. Although I fully expect to be proven totally wrong there. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? When have we ever been right? Yeah, not even once. I think I was right once. Maybe once. Had nothing to do with this podcast, though. No, no, I think I was right on the podcast once. Uh, I can't remember it specifically, though. I'll tell you what it was. Okay, tell me. Do you remember the trailer for season four? Yes. And they show... No, it wasn't a trailer. It was a promo shot. They show Rick in the foreground with long-haired, dark zombie woman in the background. And you said, I don't think that's a zombie. Right. And it turned out that it was... Um, 
The lady. The lady who took him to her dead husband and then attacked him. Right. And you were absolutely right there. Clara? Was it Claire? Clara or something like that, her name? I don't remember. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely, Jason. I, I amend my statement. You were absolutely right on that one. Yeah. Good work, sir. Okay, so I was right once. Yep, I'm still waiting for my my uh, my turn to be right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it'll come if this show goes 14 seasons. Maybe maybe there's enough time in there. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, okay, so where are we? Yeah, uh, Martha, thank you for writing in. I don't think Bob is killed in Terminus, but the evidence you presented could be is somewhat compelling. Jen on the internet writes regarding the dirt covered redhead in the preview. This is an interesting one. I want to talk about this. Okay. Jen says, I apologize if this is one of the many emails you receive on the matter, but it is Carol. There's also a shot of a blurred zombie walking along that looks suspiciously similar. My theory is that Carol uses mud and zombie guts to walk among the horde that she and Tyrese lured to Terminus. I agree with your assessment of that sneak peek. Carol's there are more this way, didn't sound concerned. It sounded accomplished, like, yeah, we got more. And um, so here's what uh, here's what Jenna's saying, that the zombie, or that Carol hiding in the woods was, her face had a disguise of sorts on it, maybe with some blood and guts. And I went back to find the scene. It is a very blurred, out-of-focus scene, extremely out-of-focus, with a zombie right in the middle that definitely could be Carol. So I think maybe Carol is using the zombie shirt disguise again to actually walk amongst zombies, whether she's luring them somewhere or not. I don't know. Didn't uh, didn't Arnold Schwarzenegger do something similar in Predator? Covered himself in mud so that the Predator couldn't see his heat signature? I don't recall. It's been Come long. on, man. It's Predator. I Yeah, it's probably been 30, well, 30 not 30, 20, <laughs> 20 years at least since I've seen that. In 180 years, my friend. It's That's right. I wasn't you even born. remember it like it's yesterday. It's wasn't Predator. Even, wasn't even born the last time I saw that movie. Go watch Predator. Okay. He covers I, himself in mud to hide from the Predator because he realizes that he's using heat to track his victims. Right. Well, a more um, <laughs> relevant... Uh, example may be that The Walking Dead has used this trick a couple times now already before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we need a word for this for this uh, phenomenon. I, I, I went with zombie shirt a minute ago. Zombie shirt is good. But if you've got a better one, I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, gore halo? No, gore... Gore aura? I was thinking more like clothing with zombies. Like maybe this is the... The gore coveralls or something. The zombie coveralls. I don't know. Gore shroud? Yeah, that's right. The shroud of gore. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we can think about that. But it looks like maybe Carol is using the same technique here for whatever reason. It's a cloak of zombie invisibility plus two. She's using the zombie invisibility cloak. I like it. Yeah. Plus two. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All righty. So that's what's going on. And uh, I think Jen is right that that's what we're seeing here. And it looks to me like that scene was specifically shot really out of focus or, you know, made out of focus um, in post simply to obscure the fact that it's Carol doing this. Yep. Um, why would they want to obscure that fact? Well, who knows? Maybe they felt it would give away too much of what Carol and Tyrese are trying to do. Hide from zombies. Yeah. God forbid we find that out. Well, it must be something more than that, right? They, they must be 
I mean, hiding, hiding. from a predator. <laughs> They're hiding from predator. That's right. Yeah. I don't Alien know. versus predator. The walk on the walking dead. I did see that movie more recently. I never saw that. Was it good? Nope. I nope. can't imagine it would be. Not a lot of mud either. Uh, that was the one in space, right? Or was there a different one? They're all in space. It's alien. Oh and yeah, predator. Of course, predator and well, alien are all in space. On Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. First Blood was on Earth. That that I would see. First Blood versus Alien. That's a Rambo movie, though. Yeah, Rambo versus Aliens. <laughs> okay, you're a little all over the place there today. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. How's Reddit doing? I, I, I'm fine. Okay, good. Good to hear. Uh, anyhow, thank you, Jen, for sending that in. I'm totally on board. That was Carol hiding, and she's got zombie guts on her for some reason, which hopefully we'll find out. Uh, as a side note, Jen said, um, I never had a podcast I actually listened to during the hiatus. Bravo. Oh, nice. So thank you. Thank you, Jen. That's really, really nice to hear. This it, is the only podcast that I talk on during the hiatus. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, but that's not from lack of invitations. I, I just hear people are beating down your door to do podcasts with you. Really? Well, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what I hear. You hear wrong, my friend. <laughs> All right. One more email in the list here, and that is Mario from Anaheim, California. And Mario says, I was re-watching all the seasons, so I thought I'd shoot you a message about a little possible hint about the trip to Washington, D.C., where our heroes are planning on heading. As I was re-watching season two of The Walking Dead, <laughs> Rick and Glenn just convinced Herschel to return back to the farm. Two strangers walk into the bar to join them for a drink, and not to get into too much detail, but one of them said they were planning on heading to Washington, D.C. because they heard there was a refugee camp, but ended up heading south instead. Is it possible this is the same refugee camp Abraham, Rosita, and Eugene were heading to? What do you guys think about this? Do you think the producers planned this far ahead, all the way back from season two, or is it just a coincidence? Okay, we've... We've put a spoiler warning. Should we put a spoiler warning on this, uh, talking about this email? Let's specifically put a comic spoiler warning on this, on the response to this email, starting right now. All right. So the uh, both items are referencing what happens in the comic. Yes. Yeah. So the, they do head towards Washington because they meet up with uh, Eugene and... Uh, and crew, mm -hmm. and they do end up in a refugee camp while on the way to uh, Washington, D.C. So both items uh, specifically mentioned are uh, in the comic books, so it's not a coincidence. No, not a coincidence. The Washington reference in season two, I went back and watched that scene again just for uh, fun, and it sure is indeed there. And that reference would have been just because, yeah, in the comic that this does happen, and they put it in. Um, but the bigger question that Mario asks here is, do you think the producers planned this far ahead all the way back to season two? And with a show like The Walking Dead, I feel like there's probably a little bit more future planning than on some other shows. And that's because there is source material. There's a comic book source material. So they know they have all that story to work with. And whether they really flesh it out two or three seasons ahead, they probably don't really. But they know, they might have a general idea of what they like from the comic and what they'd like to incorporate into the show, right? I think you're batshit crazy and totally wrong. You don't think they plan ahead at all? 
Uh, no, I do think they plan ahead, but I don't. A one, I don't think that they don't. I don't think they plan ahead more than any other television show, and I don't think that they have the whole thing mapped out. I think that they are ultimately referencing the source material, which means there is a map, but I don't think that that's on their conscious mind. Uh, for the television show, I think that they go away from the from the source material and come back and go away and come back, and that's fine. But I don't think that they're necessarily planning uh, what's going to happen to this group. No, but you don't think that Scott Gimple, when he gets hired on this job, sits down and is like, "Okay, I've read the whole comic. I know exactly what's going on there, and now I've got to write season five, or now I've got to Scott write Scott Gimple." Yes, but from season two. We had a completely different set of showrunners back then. Different writing staff, okay. like the whole writing staff got fired and rehired between then and now. So no, I don't think there's an overall overall plan from back then. I think there there can be one from this point forward as long as we keep the same uh, showrunning staff. Okay, f- fair enough. I totally agree with that. I think because we've had so much um, producer turnover here or showrunner turnover, that you're right. Any plans that they might have had were probably more or less thrown out the window when the new guy comes on board, right? Right. I think Scott Gimple showed that when he came on and he kind of, it really felt like he had to deal with things the way they were left by Glenn Mazzara and then and then from there do his own thing, right? And I think we right. really felt that in season four. Um, but in, let's, Speaking in more general terms, a show like this, where there is source material, I think they probably have a little bit more of a future plan. Let's say it had been the same showrunner from the beginning. I think in general, that person would have had a little bit more of a future plan than, say, a show that is completely original like Lost, not based on any source material. And I don't want to get into Lost like not planning ahead or not answering questions or having a terrible ending or whatever, but... I just think, you know, the Lost guys, they sit down, they write season one. Partway through season one, they know how it's going to end, and they start thinking about season two. And then once season one is done, all they've got ahead of them is sort of a rough idea for season two and nothing else. I think on a show like The Walking Dead, they might be like, okay, we've done season one. We know where the comic goes, so we know where we want to finish the end of season two, and then season three will be this. And, like, the details aren't there, but I think they've got a slightly better idea of a roadmap for where they're going. Right. I think I was going to hold Lost up as an example of uh, smart uh, future planning. Like, it may not have been right from season one or season two, but once they decided to put a cap on it at season, I think it was seven, mm-hmm. season seven, that they uh, they Six, knew the, the the last three seasons exactly what was going to happen. Like they had an arc, an overall arc for all for the rest of the show, and arcs set up for each of the the remaining seasons. And uh, probably not from the outset. Like they said, you know, the chances of us you know actually completing a season one and getting picked up for a second season are always slim. Yep. So uh, I don't think that they had the plan from season one, but. Uh, you know, in the last few seasons, they had a they had a really good plan. Whereas, you know, shows like The Walking Dead, uh, sure they have source material, but they don't know where the source material is going to go. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, uh, you know, even uh, Robert Kirkman doesn't have a, a a complete plan for what the comic is going to do. Yeah, that's so true. You can't have a complete plan for what the show is going to do because you can. I can guarantee you, the show is not going to run as long as the comic. Right. Right. So in yeah. the comic. The comic could probably go forever. Like, look at Batman or Superman. That's that that shit's still going on, right? So the comic has no predictable lifespan. 
right? Yeah. So, but a television show always, always, always has a lifespan. Like there are no, except for The Simpsons, but that's a a weird outlying case. It's different, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, Kirkman has said he has an end game in mind for both, or at least, well, for the comic, which surprised me because for a long time he always said the comic is just not going to end. It's going to keep going until I decide to stop doing it. <laughs> yes, but, you know, that's, uh, I, I think it, it's both. It's, you know, this thing could go for 30 years and I think that would be great. But when it does end, I know how it's going to end. You do? Oh, Kirkman, oh, sorry. Kirkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it does end, I don't know when it's going to end, but I know how it's going to end. I was just going to say, well, can you please tell me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, like we were. Uh, my wife and I uh, yesterday we were driving, and uh, we were going. Uh, we were heading up to Highway Seven to the, the Lazy Boy Showroom. We wanted to look at Lazy Boy couches and chairs, so I knew where we were going. I knew where the Lazy Boy outlet was. I just wasn't sure how I was going to get there. Right, because I was going to go a different like from where I my starting point was different from when every other time I've gone there. So mm-hmm. I had to figure out how I was getting there. So I knew where I was going. I just didn't know how to get there. Do you go there a lot? This is the first time. Well, this I used to work right across the street, so okay. I went there a couple of times when I was working there for about eight months. So I knew exactly where it was. Okay, but this is the first time I went with my wife. All right. Well, good. Did you buy any Lazy Boy furniture? No, the uh, the, the the sales staff was really annoying. They just, uh, even though we said we were just browsing, they uh, completely followed us around and hounded us until they made us leave. It was oh, quite annoying. Good good work, guys. Yeah. Way to, made it, way to make a sale. We would have stayed longer and, you know, had more fun looking at Lazy Boys, but we felt pressured by this guy, so he rushed us right out the door, essentially. Huh. Nice job. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, thank you, Mario, for sending that in. Um I don't know how we <laughs> how we came down on that topic, but anyway, interesting discussion nonetheless. I think in season two, when they mentioned the uh, the refugee camp at uh, near Washington D.C., I think that was a conscious, uh, you know, a little Easter egg for the comic book readers, mm-hmm. which they threw in. And then now with uh, Eugene, they're actually playing out that storyline, and I think that. Uh, the two items weren't planned. Like it wasn't planned to have that reference and this storyline. But I think that both items uh, are, you know, in reference to the comic book. Fair enough. All right. Before we end, I have one more piece of breaking news that has just happened. And it, this, this piece of breaking news is related to The Walking Dead. Okay. <clears throat> Walker Stalker Con 2014 Atlanta, taking place on October 17 to 19. Uh, 2014, of course, has just announced that Andrew Lincoln will be making another appearance at the convention. Uh, In case you didn't know, he does not do a lot of conventions. I believe he's contractually obligated to go to San Diego Comic-Con because that is the big convention. Uh, But he did do Walker Stalker Con Atlanta last year where you and I met him. Mm -hmm. Fine, fine human being. And they've just announced that he will be back in Atlanta this year. The days of attendance to be determined. So not sure what days he'll be there yet, but looks like he's coming again. So if you have a ticket to that, or if you were waiting for this, now's your chance. Get in on Walker Stalker Con Atlanta this year. Now, now, now. Do it now. That's right. Do it now. And if there's some sort of miracle that takes place, I'll be there too. But at this point, I think it's going to take a miracle, (laughs) unfortunately. The hand of God. Will reach, ex machina. will reach down, pick me up, and drop me in Atlanta on October 17 to 19. 
hey, it's happened. Well, I'll keep my God fing- has done that. I'll keep my fingers crossed, okay? Through an angel. An angel did that. He picked somebody up and brought him there. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that happens. I'm not uh, holding my Fed breath. Fed him, too, I think. Oh, I could use a meal. Yeah, so, you know, transportation and a meal. <laughs> well, it was more of manna, you know, fed him while he was there. So, it was, you know, it was a whole, you know, complete package. Okay, good. That's what, I'd, like I keep saying, that's what I'm going to need if I'm going to go this year. <laughs> transportation and a complete package. I'm not saying it's completely impossible. I'm saying that it could happen. Okay, well, I hope it does. Uh, can we wrap this up now? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Anytime. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been the Talking Dead number 172. And if you want to give us a call, get in contact with us, you can do so by calling our toll-free phone number. It's one 483 9662 Call it before it disappears, everyone. I'm afraid I will probably not renew that when uh, when it is all done. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. Like angels coming down and transporting people to Atlanta. That would be stranger. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead and on Twitter at talking dead. And of course you can send email to talking dead podcast at gmail.com. I should also mention that you can go to our website and click on send voicemail to use your computer to record a short voicemail and send it right to us. The quality on that is better than the phone and uh, you get a chance to listen back to what you record before you send it so you can get it just right. Like we do. Like we we record like, what, three, four versions of this before we put it out. (laughs) That's right. We do at least nine takes, and uh, and we choose the best one. (laughs) (laughs) You should hear the others. Boy, oh, boy. (laughs) The other ones are just awful. (laughs) This is the best one. Good, Good God. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more podcasting. Until then, this uh, has been Chris. And this has been Jason. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.